0: Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors.
1: Hey everybody, welcome live from Chicago, it's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist, all things sports medicine, fitness and wellness, brought to you by Global Schoolwear, School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger, Hurdle Apparel, High Tech Socks, LER, Lower Extremity Review, and MVP Parent Magazines, and UK Health Radio has got a great doubleheader. Hey, live from Australia, we've got Craig Hubbard. He's the founder of KISS, Ankle Sprain Safety and Mobility Systems. He'll be joining me along with Leah Kraft Christain. She's a mental toughness specialist. She's an author, a keynote speaker, uh, former CNN and TBS uh, broadcaster. First from Australia, Craig Hubbard, welcome to the Sports Doctor.
2: Good afternoon, Dr. Bob. It's a pleasure to be with you.
1: Great. Give us some background, Craig, on you and uh, this uh, ankle system, this uh, uh, KISS ankle. Should I call them KISS? I guess.
2: The KISS, yeah. KISS is an acronym The Kinetic Impulse Suppression System is a safety system or as a rehabilitation system for the intra-articular support it provides to hold the joint together. So, uh, yes, you can call them KISS as a as a a simpler way of doing it Um, yeah my background was in engineering and I was playing NBL basketball which is uh, sort of a lesser equivalent of the NBA in Australia and uh, then did a lot of injuries to myself I just found the rehab methods that were available weren't uh, able to be played in for a start um, and also they weren't doing a lot for promoting repair Uh, Then went and studied a biomechanics and engineering degree and saw a guy sprain his ankle in a National League team and thought, why is it we can put man on the moon and not prevent the common ankle sprain? I had the opportunity then to do a couple of years' research, uh, directed studies and a thesis where I was able to basically come up with a prescription for an effective ankle safety device and on consultation with ankle surgeons, figure out what they wanted to do, which was hold the joint together and promote ligament repair through innate stimuli of the ligaments without yes, being able you know, to re-injure what's interesting, themselves.
1: Craig, is the, for, de- for decades I'm a sports doctor. As a sports podiatrist, the function and, and uh, uh, actions of the foot-ankle, of course, is what we've been all about all these years, although we talk as much about mental toughness as we do but uh, uh, foot, ankle, and orthotics is a big, big deal with the sports doctor, as is rehab, strengthening, and stability. Now, you were, uh, were an athlete. You know you need something that's wearable. You need something that's comfortable. And, again, you know, with, with your engineering and biomechanics background, uh, you were able to come up with something. Again, you know, ankle injuries are the most common things we see. I've written articles on taping and braces. I've had people on from all over the world. What specifically about KISS uh, uh, makes it special uh, from the biomechanical and, and uh, medical side?
2: Well, what I first discovered was the ankle is two specific joints combined together. was the upper joint, up and down motion, the uh, plantar and dorsiflexion. And underneath is a subtalar joint, which allows you to roll in and out. And braces and tape have traditionally tried to stop you rolling the ankle over and having a normal function of subtalar joint. Whereas you don't injure the ankle until you get to the extent of that roll. So I found that that was a safe zone or an area where I could use engineering to spread the forces over time. So by spreading the forces over time, we don't have a shock force at the end which can then injure the ligaments. And you can return that energy. With my system, you use elastics with a rigid endpoint. You can return that energy to the user for cutting, which also helps to reduce fatigue.
1: You know, the foot ankle, so again, a- is the foot ankle is the first major shock absorber of the body, and the foot ankle is the first propulsive phase. Think changing direction, jumping, moving, landing. Uh, so the uh, uh, the terms pronation, supination are the tripartite motions that take place in these joints uh, and the uh, again, the idea of fitability. Do you find many athletes can successfully wear the KISS devices, Craig, with their orthotics in their shoes?
2: Uh, I've even had them in stiletto shoes uh, at times. They're they're designed uh, specifically to go inside a soccer boot or a football boot if we're in uh, Europe and uh, I think it's one of the only ones that it can do that. Uh, I've sort of, is it on, or is it on
1: top, or underneath a sock,
2: Craig? It, it, it anchors directly to the skin like tape, but without adhesives. I use a. Uh, I went to nature to find something that would anchor onto a flat surface, uh, and not be able to be uh, ripped off easily. And I found a starfish sitting on a rock, being hit by waves and then realize if i can make an an anchor pad that copies a starfish so uh, with like a mild form of cupping these pads with holes in them anchor onto your skin and that gives you a a tremendously uh, strong shock force anchor and then once you've got the, the thing anchored on instead of having a rigid stirrup like you do with tape and braces you then have an elastic stirrup that you can then transfer the energy to those anchors, and because it's not anchoring to the bone like a traditional brace would, you can then um, you, you really can't feel it. it doesn't in effect, affect your uh, performance or your ability to run, jump. Yeah, that's a big anything, that's a big
1: deal. Uh, you know, that's a, a big deal. What's the best website people could find out about the uh, uh, your whole system? What's the best site, Craig?
2: Kiss Ankle, K-I-S-S-A-N-K-L-E K-I-S-S-S-A-N-K-L-E, dot C-O, dot com dot C-O. Um, there's a, a bunch now, of things understa- on YouTube. I under-
1: yes, I understand that you've, again, you, again, you've you worked with a device. If there's an area that might be uh, more involved than the big toe of the foot, it's the thumb. So I understand you have a brace and a thumb system that you've developed? Uh.
2: I got a US patent on the first heat molding thumb braces, um, which is basically protecting the MCP uh, joint and then added another impulse suppression system, a sliding splint system that enables you to have full function, the guided function of the thumb without being able to be uh, bent into extremes. It's a similar system. And all of that gives you confident use of the limb, whether it be your ankle or your thumb. And that confident use enables you to repair rather than sitting around with a cast on, which really does nothing, as you know.
1: Well, there's always been the challenge, again, of it's an article I wrote 15 years ago, which was taping versus ankle braces. And there's always been that interesting challenge between, especially in a sport like basketball, where they became famous, because of the tremendous movement or, the, again, the, the uh, football or soccer, uh, where a lot of times the shoes leave a lot to be desired compared to the multidirectional shoe that might be used in, in uh, whether American or uh, soccer, the world of uh, football. Uh, so the athlete applies the sock on top of the um, brace?
2: Yes. The idea is uh, I've got versions that are designed to... Uh, give the athletic trainers something to do because I don't want to particularly replace the athletic trainer. Yes. But you can fit these this version that we've currently got on the market yourself. Uh, you can overwrap it with a cohesive bandage to make it take on the profile. What if you want to, What paper. if you?
1: What if you want to wear it on top of the sock? Is that doable?
2: You can do that, but it won't be as safe. The idea is if you anchor these onto your skin. With the uh, starfish-shaped anchors, they're a a surfboard grip-type material that you might use as a non-slip in your bathroom. So once that's anchored on, I can I do an experiment where I drop a five-kilogram or what's that, 11-pound bowling ball, attached to a rigid strap, and that you can't feel it, and you drop that through three feet, and it just bounces. So you can't do that and you can't effectively anchor without going directly onto the skin. So I what can make it, you sports, can wear it over yes. yourself.
1: Well, the proprioception, it's interesting, you know, because you're talking about your material interacting with the skin surface to enhance maybe some rebounding effect or some protective effect. I find that um, that's very, very interesting. How much of a big deal, Craig, do you pay to a proactive? Strengthening, it's a big deal on the sports doctor. As a matter of fact, it's a topic in my book, Hashtag Hate Sports Parents, where I talk about the two uh, exercise areas I want athletes to pay attention to. Balance is, is a big, big, big one. But strengthening the foot and ankle is another one. Um, how does that fit into your philosophies? Well,
2: the... The ankle surgeons who have been using this system for rehabilitation, um, and I'm talking about within a few days of an acute sprain, you taking the boot off, you fit this to the joint, it holds the joint together, it to provides you uh, mild elastic tension up each side and that's going to hold your tibio-talar joint, which is the one that was injured, together. That avoids any ligament stretching pain as your foot comes off the ground and avoids uh, uneven compression of the but that the device
1: tailing. that device that you're using initially you know the foot ankle surgeons that are using something like this pretty acutely after somebody gets out of the boot that's the same device that you've got high performance athletes wearing them to actually uh, to look to enhance performance as well as protect the joint right
2: that's correct um it, that's an I'm interesting sure combination. Well, and because it anchors onto the skin and uh, the way it anchors on without adhesives, you really can't feel it. And what I found was uh, through my research was the compression of the, the surfaces together, the, the tibio-talar surfaces, interlocks them and holds them together as if the uh, intact ligaments would and the hydrostatic forces in yes. the joint. Of when course, got, yeah, that's assuming,
1: yeah, that's assuming the individual has good biomechanics, which is always that's a whole other radio show, you know,
2: where yeah. we're talking about <laughs> yeah. whether it's
1: a, yes, the whole role, again, of the, the role of orthotics in optimum positioning. For the foot to become a propulsive lever when it's supposed to be uh, uh, involved, I like the term elastic protection. I, I like that uh, thought. As you know, we're talking again about um, trying to prevent problems as well as trying to en- enhance performance and early, um, early protection. What are quickly some of the sports that you found uh, that are using the devices, Craig? Uh, soccer? Uh, and
2: uh, football. Uh, I've had uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Got some when I was introduced to them by an ankle surgeon. Uh, I've taken them to some of the NBA teams. But um, what
1: about tennis? Uh, what about tennis? Tennis uh, and baseball.
2: Uh, there's been tennis players. There's been uh, football, uh, American football players. Any, any sport where you have an injury, and there's been numerous people who have just needed to go back to work. They've, they've been weekend warriors. They've injured themselves, and they've had something like an air cast or something yeah. that really doesn't well, you know, do you anything can, you
1: walk, You walk into Walgreens or CVS Pharmacy, and there's you know, 19 different kinds of ankle braces. We, may, we make a big deal about, you know, we need a diagnosis. We need to know exactly what we're dealing with, and then we can move forward. Uh, And the area, again, of whether it is prehab, young athletes trying to stay out of trouble because ankles are so susceptible and, you know, being able to come up with a system that allows routine, proactive use of the, in other words, you don't need trouble first.
2: True? Oh, that's correct. And coming back to your, your question before, the ankle surgeons, you put these on and you use them during rehab. Normally, you would take off brace and tape and you do your exercises. But because this is holding the joint together uh, and maintaining the ligament integrity and the joint integrity and you can't feel it, you can do your exercises or your proprioceptive retraining with the brace on. But that it also gives you yeah. the confidence to know you're so not going you to yourself.
1: Do you find, Craig, that it's the orthopedic surgeons and the podiatrists and the foot and ankle surgeons who you're talking about? In the
2: category of the surgeons? Oh yes, definitely. I think it's because they understand how the ankle functions uh, better, and they're not their national associations aren't necessarily how sponsored by a tape trainers, company, yes. which how do happens the athletic, a lot. Uh, and
1: how, how do the no athletic offense to athlete pay trainers
2: pay and physiotherapists, but they are yes. sort of only trained in how to use taping techniques. And once you've learned that, they become incredibly resistant, even the NBA teams like the 76ers I had the physio say, "I have a system that works, taping," and you go, "Well, evidence says that it doesn't actually work more than fifty percent of the time." And that and depends on no who's taping you. Ever that's repaired right. an ankle ligament?
1: Yeah, no. But it
2: Depends on the expertise. The so of, I'm uh, yes of more taping. confident working with ankle surgeons, DPMs, uh, because they one don't believe the system's actually uh, that it's good and two, they're looking for something for their patients that can stimulate repair.
1: The area of stimulating repair, I think, again, is an important point. Live radio, I want to quickly give me the uh, site. People could find out about the KISS.
2: Uh, kiss KISSankle.co, and you'll be able to uh, interact with me, yep. So, great. See you Craig, I
1: want to thank you so much for joining me on The Sports Doctor. Again, look for the replays that you're going to get to share. We'll connect again soon. Thank you so much for joining me.
2: Thank you, Bob. It's been a pleasure.
1: It's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, hashtag, hey, sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. The goal of the book? give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharkey talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kids. Uh, what are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In. yours truly. Uh, My discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parents' perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey sports parents. back live from Chicago. It is The Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil. I want to welcome Leah Craft-Hussein. She's a mental toughness specialist. She's an author. She's a keynote speaker internationally. Uh, She's a former CNN and PBS broadcaster. Plus, she was on Oprah. Leah, welcome to The Sports Doctor.
0: It is marvelous to be here. Thank
1: you. Great to have you. You know, I I call it the mental game. for forever on a sports doctor it's a huge topic and when we have the ability to pay attention to the development of or the uh, uh, dealing with uh, some of these challenges the area of mental toughness resilience it's a big deal uh, in sports medicine at all levels it's also a big deal for the parents and or coaches give us some background on yourself uh, and uh, uh, some of what you the work you're doing
0: Ooh, well, how far back do you want to go? I, I actually think this is this is so interesting to be on the sports doctor when I started off life um, with two club feet and twisted legs and wearing things on my legs that made me look like I had polio. And I came through all of that and started walking at age seven. And the only problem, it was a beautiful, miraculous, phenomenal occurrence, but I didn't know how to kick the can. I didn't know how to hit a baseball. I didn't know how to play anything with the kids, and I certainly didn't know how to interact with them. There were so many mental obstacles, emotional obstacles in my way, and it wasn't until I was 13, It's interesting
1: that uh, that affected you that early. We would see children where we're using bracing. I follow up for for decades with orthotics and issues, exercises, etc but sometimes you might not realize that even for a 7- or an 8-year-old that it might have uh, this kind of effect that kind of started you out in the whole direction of of resilience.
0: (laughs) Well, it maybe did, or I could have, but instead I think what I did too often was retreat into depression, although I had so many wins, but I didn't know how to celebrate the wins. I didn't know how to prop up any small steps I took forward, and I I didn't really understand what to do. And it was truly only when my mom died when I was in my 20s that I finally said to myself, hey, when are you going to learn how to be happy? What if you don't have 80 years to figure it out? And that's when my life changed. And I started learning how to be emotionally intelligent. And it took me step by step to learn. But I think the most important thing anybody can learn, sports or anything, is how to be your own coach, how to be your incredible coach, your beneficial coach, the one who is really looking out for you. And that means asking the tough questions and asking the good questions. So that's the starting point I think for everybody is to ask questions like, is this, is this beneficial? What I'm doing right now, is this going to have a positive outcome for anything I'm about to do? Or should I just shut up inside my head?
1: (laughs) Well, the fact that these systems are trainable, again, whether you're the best athlete in the world or their parents, or you're someone who's trying to stick with their exercise program, these are all areas again of what I call the mental game. That we yeah. might be talking about on the Sports Doctor, where again we're talking about family relationships uh, uh, and the kinds of challenges that go into uh, the kind of effort. And it's interesting; the more talented your son or daughter is, the more the pressures. Many times, or, or everywhere you look, and the understanding of how important this is uh, in everything we do. And it seems, uh, you know, I have guests on around the world uh, since the pandemic. Mental health. Is is the biggest topic? Absolutely, and this is something parents work with their kids on.
0: Yes, go
1: ahead. I see. Absolutely, this is the uh, the idea that schools could be paying more attention uh, the the problems with with uh, with uh, teens. But again, when we're talking about the areas of sports and those kinds of things that go into these relationships, uh, whether it's you know with divorced parents and or adopted parents. Uh, many times we see there's all sorts of different areas uh, that can be difficulty and that also you know, that the, um, can be um, dealt with right off the bat if we uh, are aware of some of these problems.
0: Yes, and I think that it's just like lifting weights, but mentally lifting weights. And that's why we all say failure teaches us so much more than wins because that's when you are being tested and you develop the muscle. You've got to develop the mental muscle and practice it before you hit disappointment or failure or self-recrimination. You have to work on these skills, and everyone can coach their kids on how to react to anything that went wrong. What are the two or three ways you can react? Which one is going to help you do better next time? Which one is going to help you feel good in in the next 10 minutes? That's what we need. It's the emotional engine that runs the body. I know you and all of the people listening to you know this, that it's that emotional engine. It's also the question of what do I have control over and what don't I have control over? And if I have control, what am I going to do? And if I don't have control, what am I going to do? Because we are also so aware that there are things we can do, that attitude, that mental that mental oomph that gives us the ability to say, I'm going to win. I want to win. I'm going to win. I feel it. I know it. That is what I call quantum intelligence. And it can help things to improve even when it doesn't look like the odds are in your favor. Uh,
1: when, with some of your CNN and PBS broadcasting experience?
0: Well... those things were just crazy. For example, I walked into CNN with an idea for a show, and honestly, my only plan was to share the idea and say, listen, you should be doing this. This is how it could lay out, but you do it however you want. You just need to be doing the show. And the man I was speaking with said, well, who should be the host for the show? And I said, I don't have any idea, but how about this person? No, 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 not she wouldn't be right. Or How how about this person? When I walked out of that man's office. Yeah, how about Deepak
1: Chopra? (laughs) You know, Wayne Dyer, maybe you could uh, 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 all all that, uh, you know, that that time ago, you know, but it's funny. I had a uh, uh, my late colleague, sports psychologist, Dr. Jim Vickery, We used to talk all the time about the youth parents and sports parents. And you think of the overzealous and he would give advice to the families and the parents. He'd say, number one, don't be a critic. And number two, be a good listener. You know, when you're talking about the role that parents play, again, with their kids, uh, whether it's school concerns, again, or sports concerns.
0: Right. I mean, the role that parents play is so important, but the role that's most important is being the role model. Is being the parent that reacts in a way that says, I'm, I'm not going to get mad about this. I'm going to ask myself, what can I do to improve the situation? And so when a child sees the parent reacting that way, they emulate that. When they see the parent flopping on the floor, kicking their feet, they see that and they emulate that as well. <laughs> and so you have to be a real grown-up when you're a parent. It's a, it's a sad thing, but true. But <laughs> that... Kids will say, "Well, you did that. You did that, Mom. You you swore. You said." Well, that. you have
1: another term, right? You have the the quantum intelligence, where you're talking well, about, you know, yeah. being aware of some of these different um, uh, parts of it, and you pay a lot of attention to what you call emotional intelligence, don't don't you?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. But the quantum intelligence goes a little bit farther than the emotional intelligence. That emotional intelligence is so important for catching ourselves and saying, wait a minute, am I sliding down into the pit again? I'm going to stop it right now before I go too deep. But quantum intelligence says, this is the outcome I would like to have, even though I'm not in total control of it. When I walked into CNN, I had no idea what the, what would occur. And when I walked out, I was the host and the writer and the co-producer of a show. I didn't fabricate that, but I just kind of said to myself, may the best possible thing happen. I don't know what that is. And so quantum intelligence says plan ahead for the best possible thing to happen, even if you don't have control over it at all you have to see it in your mind i didn't see that i just saw myself walking out with a big smile on my face i didn't know i was going to walk out with a big smile and plan to be live on cnn seven days later so these things can happen we need to prepare for the best but be able to bounce back if we somehow don't hit that mark
1: you know do you find the again these 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 great concepts, you know, in, in uh, one of the um, contributors, I had her on a couple of weeks ago, contributors to my book, hashtag sports parents, adult and child holistic psychiatrist, Dr. Denise McDermott, uh, again, talking, she would talk about exercise as mind medicine and, you know, uh, having, again, paying attention to what you're talking about and the challenge of trying to get more and more of the schools and early education. To include the uh, these topics, if only,
0: if only, I have tried to get the emotional intelligence little keys that I wrote in the book that brought me to Oprah, and I, it's so hard to have them add anything to the curriculum. But I have had teachers get the book and read it to their kids, and let me know about it. And that's all kids need to hear about is. These kinds of ideas, because...
1: What's the title a, of the book, Leah?
0: <laughs> it's called 30 Days to Happiness. And out of that, I created a great program with videos that's like having a happiness tutor with you What's for 30 the best days. Site?
1: What's the best site it, people could go it, to it, to find out to about it, all of it?
0: HappyTuneUp.com. <laughs> happy TuneUp. Happy tune Everybody needs a TuneUp. Happy TuneUp. <laughs>
1: Yes, I, again, that's a, that's a terrific suggestion. Now, again, you could spend five shows defining what a tune-up means. But that, again, is a big deal. Uh, uh, again, and today we're, we're, we're trying to pay attention. I call it the new medicine, which is, you know, eating smarter and keep moving and try to reduce stress. Right. And it's such a huge topic, the, the topic of stress, let alone the pandemic what it threw at all of us, which we're Absolutely. Uh, trying to get our balance, again, in one way uh, or another. And the idea that, again, paying attention um, uh, to the mental side of things, you know, rest and relaxation is a huge new science, quote, unquote. Paying right. big <laughs> attention that we've got to be aware. These are big three words on the sports doctor. It's awareness and education and changing. Uh, yeah. The idea that we can 't change anything or be educated if we 're not even aware what the what the problems are, and uh you know the uh uh you know again the word happiness is you yeah. know, well
0: you know you could almost say happiness is the absence of the absence of fear depression revenge anger hatred it 's the absence of all of those things, and we have so much of the garbage there, and you say. All right. If I let go of any of that that rises up, then what do I feel? And you say, surprisingly, calm. And you say, oh my God, this feels too strange. I don't know what to do with this. And there is a song I absolutely love. It says, "Let it be all right to be all right." Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, or even let it be. Uh, we could, uh, could yeah. Stop let it that be with the, with the uh, yes. you know with the John Lennon. Yeah, there's so much pressure today uh in, in so many different areas uh the yeah uh, well that's what i'd even mention it. you have the uh, the word politics it's just so much pressure in in so many different a lot of anger and, and resentment yes. and it just makes things so much more difficult are you somebody who you know in the, in the rest and, and relaxation area um uh the uh, we've seen with our young athletes over the years just trying you know the including meditation including visualization what are some of the uh, uh, tools that you find helpful? <laughs> well,
0: of course, I, I have meditated since I was 14, and I think that is what saved me many times. But I also think that laughter, laughter, and socializing is really a necessity, and that can help loosen up if anybody who has That's why we have pressure.
1: That's why we have, I've had had experts on the show that bring pets to the sports team, you know, when they're all just (laughs) just to to calm things down. Uh, We're talking with Leah Kraft-Christine, mental toughness um, and quantum intelligence. It's the sports doctor. We'll be right back, another segment. Hey everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, Collaborative Care for Better Outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention, I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent, with the Sports Doctor is in article in each issue. Go to mvpparent.com. mvpparent.com. Hey, everybody, back live from Chicago with the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wilde, sports podiatrist. We're talking the whole mental game. We're talking... Uh, uh, mental toughness, resilience. Uh, Leah Kraft Uh she's been uh, on, on Oprah, uh, and she's done work with a broadcaster in the CNN and PBS world. We were talking, Leah, about, you know, the, the area of happiness, mental, the whole mental game, some of these difficulties. What are some of the tools, you know, we talked about meditation. Um, what are some of the tools that uh, you stressed again in trying to, for people to really include this in a productive way uh, in their lives.
0: Again, you know, whether you're of, a
1: top athlete or their parent.
0: I think one of the best tools anyone can get in the habit of doing is saying, what would be the best outcome for whatever it is they're about to do? Or, and it could be school, it could be sports, it could be a friendship. What do I want here? Because when you have a glimmer, even for a few seconds, of how you want this to shape up, it has more likely it's going to shape up that way. So that that is I, I absolutely believe in saying to yourself, this is what
1: I want. Too often How often people... is that something you're saying, I want you to spend ten minutes a day paying attention to this? I mean the yeah. uh, the Five or, or ten. The... Yeah.
0: Just even five or ten minutes a day, it's like it's like a goal, but it's like saying, okay, what would be best here? How would this turn out the best way possible? It, and, and you, what you don't want to do is spend any time whatsoever thinking about what you don't want. I, I want to tell oh, when it's something. You
1: know, it's amazing. I, it's so keep it simple, salesman. It's so apparent. Yes, it's huh. so much easier said than done. That's why you got to pay attention to training the systems, isn't it? Because negative is like on top of all of us a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, if you are thinking about what could go wrong, I call that static. We've got a lot of static. So let's say That's that a you great are term. on
1: great term. Yeah,
0: you're on your way somewhere and you're in a hurry. And, of course, you're going to think about the stoplights on the way. And so what are you going to think about? Oh, my God. Do, am I going to hit a red light? How many red lights? How many? I hope I don't hit that one because it's going to take me two more minutes. Here is my trick, and it's for women mostly. If you want to touch up your nails, and you've got your nail polish ready to touch up as soon as you stop at a red light and you have a minute, you take out that nail polish and hold it in one hand, and because you're looking for a red light, even if you're in a hurry, you're saying, it's okay if there's a red light. I don't care if there's a red light. It doesn't matter. You will have no red lights at all because you're not creating any anxiety static.
1: You know, the, I just want again,
0: somebody to try that and get. Yeah. Send a message to Doctor Bob Weil and tell him if it works.
1: Yes. Just don't paint <laughs> your nails while you're driving. <laughs> uh, at the uh, at the same time, uh, uh, again, you know, the you find um, how early does it make sense for children to be paying attention to uh, understanding some of these important principles in this whole mental game. It, it's really important, even if
0: you can get them to just begin asking the right questions. And so, sitting your child down, or and we're talking, it could while you're be in the a car. fun thing,
1: right? It could be, yeah. a fun exercise yeah. for the kids.
0: Yes, it could be. And and what I think is necessary is to point out to a child and to adults, but children need to start somewhere, and it's hard to do in the beginning. Is to say, what are you telling yourself about yourself right now that's making you feel bad? And most kids will go, I don't know. If you ask that of an adult, you're going to hear the same thing. I don't know. Well, think about it. And the process that. What am I telling myself? Am I telling myself, hey, I've always screwed this up, or I knew I was going to screw this up, or I was late. I'm always late. I've done this. I'm just, you know. All of the negative garbage starts pouring out when we start to hear and really notice what we're doing to ourselves that is the opposite of coaching like a good coach, then we can start to stop it and undo it and do the opposite, which is encouragement and appreciation and, and applause. That's the first step. What are you telling yourself about yourself? And there are two other really important questions for parents to teach their kids. What are you telling yourself about other people? Oh, they hate me. They hate me. No, they don't. They don't hate you. Is there any one person you think just doesn't like you very much? Well, I think it's Henry. Okay, well let's just talk about that for a minute. You sort it out because all of us, adults and kids tend to clump it all together and then it makes everybody, the world, the people out there looking like they're not for us, they're against us, they're not. Well social media us well. yeah,
1: social media has most funny. I'm talking uh, to you live on the radio the same day they had the biggest tech companies talking to Congress about what's happening and the concern with these kids, with social media. Yeah. Uh, and again, the idea, again, whether we're talking high performance of a youngster and or adult or the best athletes trying to prevent injury, trying to and, uh, be uh, bigger, faster, stronger, uh, and all these pressures many times of organized sports and traveling sports, and the fact that attitude is such a big deal. Uh, and do you find the interaction of... Um, Psychology um, and uh, school systems, uh, psych- uh, the uh, 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 pediatricians uh, that the the medical and or school world have really been catching on to how important these things are.
0: Moderately, they. Or are, don't are we really still
1: treading water? Are we still treading to, water with uh, <laughs> Social
0: emotional skills are still something that it, they it, they're not grasping fully, even when they're given the materials. I I want to see more of that happen. It it is happening in a better way than it used to. I think they're understanding they need to have more help in the schools. And and the schools, there's a lot of good people in the schools, and there's a lot of people that shouldn't be there. And I know because I have a child in school. (laughs) But I think that they are trying more than they were in the past. Um, I know that even in elementary and middle school, um, they gave kids, Time out for a day after a very important election not too many years ago because kids in the middle school were so riled up about it. Why? Because their parents were so riled up about it. Um, but that was a good
1: step forward.
0: We're going to talk about this. We're going to sort it out. We're going to debrief, which is what everybody should learn how to do. Well, you know, it's
1: interesting, it. uh, well, You know, four decades, there's been the contest and there's been a lot of progress, again, though, a lot of treading water, yeah. which is the idea that. Uh, youth sports is supposed to be fun and it's supposed to involve uh, uh, what the kids enjoy and what's important to them compared to the overzealous parents, crazy coaches and all this pressure many times on these kids uh, in so many uh, different ways. And the, uh, a lot of times, again, that information, uh, I think, is a very positive sign. You know, again, everybody can picture in their mind the uh, overzealous, crazy, screaming parent on the sidelines or these kinds of pressures uh, uh, and, and big deal problems, whether it's with the doctors and or coaches with some of these these challenges with these kids. So education, we want to make, pay big attention to that.
0: Absolutely. But I, to your point about we can now recognize the overzealous parent because movies have done such a great job of making us laugh about that. And even the most overzealous parent could see himself or herself in that image and I think got a little laugh out of it and maybe altered their behavior because of it. So it's, it's so great that we have movies that attack things and say, listen, this is not healthy, this isn't good, let's laugh at it. And I do think that helps change behavior, but then there's always a new set of parents growing up and get, taking the place of those parents. But I think I think awareness, education and, and I think movies can do that. A mirror uh, reflection.
1: Uh, yes, well like a lot of times again it depends on uh, uh, you know what the what the topic is, what they're what they're paying attention to and the um, talk a little bit before we're done. I know that you're the CEO of of, of Lifecraft Institute. What is that?
0: Well, it is a, it's a company where we do training programs and speaking and e-courses online for individuals to get their foundation right first, getting the emotional intelligence and quantum intelligence in place. We also coach business owners and authors and executives and we do a lot of other work. I have a foundation for girls right. aging out of Give foster care. Give me again, care.
1: Leah. I want. To, I knew the time would fly with you. Thank you so much for joining me. Give me thank again you. the best site people could find out about everything you're doing.
0: It's happytuneup.com. Happy tuneup.
1: Happytuneup.com. Leah Kraft for staying. Thank you so much. <laughs> <for> <laughs> thank great, you so great, much. Great, great information. Great enthusiasm. Hold on. We'll be right back, everybody, with the Sports Doctors in College. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools, and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, Globalschoolwear.com. Globalschoolwear.com. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good.
2: Medicine for Modern Living, a people and plants dialogue hosted by Sophie.Health. At Sophie, we bring together experts and voices who rarely cross paths. Our
1: quest is to illuminate the ancient world of plant medicine and reimagine it for the connected age. Join us to explore new boundaries of digital personalized medicine with deep roots in the natural world. And hear from our community of international pioneers who are validating this new paradigm and improving how we feel, sleep, and cope with daily stresses naturally. Sophie.Health, reconnecting people and plants. Introducing Hurdle Apparel Socks. Are you ready to step up your sock game? Hurdle Socks go above and beyond by adding unrivaled support and cushioning with their new matrix support technology. By using an incredibly thin anti odor, anti perspiration, shock absorbing web or matrix that's incorporated in between the fibers of their socks, Hurdle is introducing the first socks with an internal structure to support your feet. There is an immediate difference as soon as you wear them in terms of cushioning and support. Walk on and walk easy with Hurdle socks. Go to HurdleApparel.com. Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Sports Doctor is in segment where we preview some upcoming guests and topics. We had a little Bob Guide of Wisdom. And we answer a few emails. Uh, I wanted to mention, if I didn't before, you know, it's a leap year. Wow, happy leap year every four years. So I think it uh, means something very special. Great guest coming up, great topics. Uh, Dr. Hutan Bojalu. He is a upper cervical chiropractic physician. It's a specific specialty. A lot of great stuff. We've had guests on in the past on this particular topic. We're looking forward um, to him joining us. And then we're going to talk Medicare. We're going to talk senior care, this whole world uh, with Tony King uh, and her expertise. Uh, And uh, uh, there's so much to know with the uh, world of uh, Medicare senior care. Um, Following week, Chance Rodriguez. Uh, He is the uh, founder of Populate. It's a group of podiatrists and orthopedic surgeons, uh, electronic medical records, AI systems, software, that whole world. Uh, And uh, it'll be exciting um, to find out what they're involved with, following uh, along with him. Jeff Williams, Chicago-based founder of Biz Starters an organization that really gets people over 50 involved in new ventures, new uh, ideas. Fitness and wellness is such a big part of it. Uh, The uh, uh, areas of having somebody uh, maybe starting in a whole new direction and maybe what it takes to stay in shape to do it. Great guests, great topics. Uh, You know, Bob Guida would pay big attention to pulley systems in exercise machines. One of his most famous, as I'm talking about it, I'm picturing Jim McMahon, the great Chicago Bears quarterback, rehabbing his shoulder on the uh, CMF constant movement force machine where you could pull a pulley, which would be pulling on weights, and uh, you could almost walk forever or move with a full range of motion, whether you were throwing something or swinging a bat, and the it, it it wouldn't inhibit your range. This was a unique concept all those decades ago in the area of rehabilitation and these constant movement force machines, uh, low extremity foot ankle, uh, as well as core, upper extremity. Again, like rubber bands and elastic uh, band resistance pulleys, were a valuable part of. Um, Rehab and uh, sports performance. Uh, So we definitely wanted to mention that on our segment uh, with uh, the late Bob Guida, great sports specialist. It's two years um, since he left us. Some emails. Paul says, uh, you talk about it a lot. You write about it. The whole topic of kids specializing too soon It's a big topic, Paul, and uh, there are some uh, generalities and specific things. I have a chapter in my book called The Prodigy Sports where we pay attention to um, a couple of uh, important facts. Number one, um, all doctors, sports medicine specialists, athletic trainers want children to play different sports, want them to use different parts of the body, both mentally and physically. Uh, as they grow, if they then want to specialize in late teens or even in my, mid-teens, that's the point of view. But there are sports, again, think gymnastics and figure skating. Figure skating I've dealt with for four decades. It would take a few weeks where I would have 10-year-olds and already 9-year-olds, 8-year-olds, 11-year-olds. This is all they wanted to do. They wanted to skate five, six days a week. Uh, and those challenges in the in the world of gymnastics uh, we see it in tennis, we see it in swimming, we see it in soccer. Early specialization, if this is what they love, we want to include and pay attention to it. We want to stress, yes, you know, 80% of the Gold Cup women's soccer team played multiple sports, and soccer is one of these prodigy sports we see a lot of year-round. You know, the great uh, team orthopedist, Dr. Uh, um Ahmad, Chris Ahmad of the Yankees, uh, who would write about extensively, you know, Tommy John surgery, the elbow surgery, the pitchers. And he'd say, my gosh, a, a third of them or more are more adolescents. So much overuse. So it's a big topic. And again, you want to be educated, uh, uh, have a, a good sports uh, physician, sports physical therapist involved. In your uh, child, especially if they're serious to athletes. Fred says I'm 66 years old. I'm very involved with pickleball. Uh, I want to know more about uh, the idea of staying in shape. Yeah, Fred, it's important. I wrote an article in 2021 about pickleballs before most people knew how to spell it, that it was very physical. It's racquetball, it's tennis movements, changing directions, stopping, running. So we want to tell people, and you see a lot of seniors, this is where it really, really started, seniors, super seniors. Uh, Again, pay attention to being in shape, understanding what it takes to be in the right shoes, strengthen your body, work on balance, and we'll see you next time. Happy um, week beer, Sports doctor. Thank you.